All right, you guys, we're back with that So Fringy podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Kristen. And we are here with our friend Rod Smith. Uh, Rod, we are so blessed to have you and so grateful that you've taken the time to come on. Uh, you have a podcast that we've been listening to, The Millennial Mustard Seed, and uh, we're really enjoying that. And uh, it's just so grateful that there are others out there um, teaching us uh, the things that that we might be missing, you know, and that's what this is all about coming together like this. So we just wanted to introduce you to the audience and 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 hopefully help people find a lot more outlets, a lot more people to listen to so yeah. that we can get the full truth. If you understand what I'm saying there. I'm blown away. You got the name right on the first try. Props for that, bro. I've been <laughs> on so many shows and it's a tongue twister for the name. And thank you for those kind words. Of course. You no, know, honestly, it's it's amazing to find other people that are like-minded that are doing the same thing because the calling is going out from heaven it's mm -hmm. there's many people that need to fulfill these roles so it's an honor for me to be here with you guys yeah we appreciate you saying yeah, that man thank you so much we just have fun we just this is great yeah. we love having conversations uh, about all of this stuff all the weird wacky stuff that you're talking about we're talking <laughs> about all that stuff too we just might not have got to yeah. all of it yet if you know what i yeah. mean so tell us a little bit about who you are where uh how you got started and everything that you're doing uh because yeah. there is obviously a huge passion for this <clears throat> stuff for you yeah i mean it i've had a supernatural life my whole life right mm. so for me it was just something that <clears throat> i it never really worked until i seen it in light of god's word okay you know so like i had supernatural stuff kind of happen throughout my whole life and in my early 20s, I really came to Christ and surrendered my heart. And that's when things started to kind of like everything was compounding before that. And it was a lot of confusion, a lot of just misdirection, a lot of what do I do with this information? Yeah. Why, you know, all of that, all that mm -hmm. crazy fun stuff. And then it started to make sense when I came to Christ. Mm -hmm. It was like things were being filtered and, and things were being put on the back burner that I knew were important, but they weren't for right now. And other things were becoming relevant. And that was more or less like, do I trust him? Am I willing sure. to say right. yes and keep walking with him? Do I have a desire to read the word? Um, and relying on him on, in the small things and the big things to weed out everything that my culture and my family and my friends and just the world at large was literally force feeding me. Mm. So um, yeah, it kind of starts from me. I grew up outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm still in Southeastern PA. I keep moving further away from Philadelphia as I get older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, I'm a millennial. I grew up with a lot of different influences, a lot of things, um, to choose from. I didn't make the best decisions when I was, when I was younger, I really mm. didn't, you know, I made poor decisions, um, partied a lot and just, we, I grew up secular. So I didn't mm. really know until I right. knew, but I had like an, a series of things that happened, but the near death encounter was probably the biggest smack to my reality check of like, there's so much more, mm. mm -hmm. there's yeah. so much more. And I couldn't kind of let that one go on the back burner. That was yeah. the one that stopped everything in the tracks and was like, now you have to really <laughs> zone yeah. in and focus on what's happening here. So yeah. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. kind of like a 30,000 foot view quick of just, you know, kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing in a nutshell. No, that's awesome, man. And and, and so this near death experience that you had was this uh how many years ago was this now? 
man, I was like 19 or 20. And it's so weird because I always was like weirded out by talking about this. Mm-hmm. Like I always felt like people were going to say, oh, he's weird. Or um, people say they get beat up and they get like a black eye. Like, oh, yeah. everybody's been beat up, man. And we all got their stories in on them. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, like, I didn't. I got stomped into the ground like these guys tried to kill me, right? Right. So I always just kind of felt like among everybody I was around, like people knew the story. Like everybody knew, mm. knew what happened to me. So it just was like kind of normal. But what I experienced, I always felt like nobody's really going to care or they're going to think I'm weird if I try to get mm-hmm. into it. Right. So it's right, so right. weird how like now I get hit up by like people, people reach out to me. I think you guys are the third or fourth show within the next few months um that wants to hear about my near-death encounter mm-hmm. i'm like what <laughs> I'm like like that's that for me that's weird because like i had made up my mind about it this isn't this is whatever right but here yeah. i guess it's something that when people hear these testimonies it really helps them mm-hmm. yeah. and the more i realized like i'm not alone it was a leco that i had on from the idc from the intelligent design collective um I think it was early last year. I'm really bad with like precise timelines, but I think it was last year. And he shared his near death encounter. And I just remember it was profound hearing his. Mm. And then I was like, man, you know, and then talking off air with different people and praying through it. And like, I had fully forgiven these people. So I'm like, there is power in this. So it's just so weird now that I'm like talking with other podcasters and like so what happened and i'm like man this is crazy yeah Um, yeah sorry i forgot what you asked me no you're good man (laughs) i was just talking about the near-death experience but i'll back up for a second i've told my wife before that you know us being millennials ourselves barely we're barely millennials but we uh you know we're kind of rebellious you know Mm. our whole generation is kind of rebellious they're just kind of like they started getting tattoos. They started listening to rap music. Mm-hmm. They started doing like all of this different stuff. And I think that that's because they wanted us to do that. You know, they wanted us to be distracted from all of the nefarious mm. things that they were doing. Yeah. But what what they didn't realize was going to happen, and I'm finding a lot of this, how God's spinning things on them, is that all of us rebellious mm. teenagers are now adults <laughs> with the Internet. And we don't believe and anything you're saying. Yeah. We don't, <laughs> yeah. We don't believe anything no. you're saying. Like nothing, nothing matters. You know, we're going to find out yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Our parents were like, no, don't touch that. It's hot. And we're like, please. We're like, I'll Double find hands, out myself. Right? Yeah. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. And so these crazy wacko millennials came along and they just, mm. they just ruined their plan, you know, mm. because we don't take no for an answer. We're, we're rebellious teenagers wow. and we're rebellious adults deal with it. Yeah. And I think we really are like, it's quite provocative because our generation is right on the cusp of technology coming in full force. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I remember like before we were getting hair on our face or hair on our chest, we had these mini supercomputers. I really, I remember the, the chirps. I think they were like the I eighties, the I thirties, mm. right? Yo, what are you doing? Right. And it was just like a walkie talkie <laughs> phone, but it was yep. like a phone. Yep. I think it was a next cell. But like, um, now that's a Cardi B call. <laughs> yeah. It's, I can't keep up with all this new stuff now, but we're right on this cause. Yeah. You know, we're like, we grew up kind of playing down the, by the river and we're working and mm-hmm. like, you know, being real kids, but then being kind of warped into this technology realm, you mm. know, where people false personify themselves, where you can be or act however you want to be in this world. You can look at anything you want to look at in this world. And 
uh, the millennial generation, we're, we're way more important than people give us credit for mm -hmm. because of being on that cost. Yeah. So yes, we're, we're an experiment to they, right? They, these elites who have terrible plans in mind and God is flipping the script on them mm -hmm. right? because right. He, he specializes in coming in and being like, oh, you know, what, what does it say in like Proverbs? He's like, he, he laughs at those who plan against God. He, he's mm -hmm. mocking them like, okay, everything mm -hmm. you got, you, do, yeah. you don't have a backup plan for what God is going to do. And he's going to take the weak things of this world and use it to confound the wise mm -hmm. and to do things. It's just, I'm excited for what, what's coming because I know God has been kind of whispering things to me secretly and I'm hearing other people from other, like, I guess you could say like little um, coves or little hangout spots within Christianity and they're echoing the same thing. And we're all starting to find out who's who. And I'm like, God, you're building an army. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, I'm not standing in his way. I'm on board. I'm all in. I'm like, yep. you're pinned, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the enemy's exactly. not going to last long with uh, yeah. what he thought was our destruction is going to be his downfall. Yeah, yeah. exactly totally. right. So let's ring. Let's run us back to this near death experience mm. because uh, you know we we threw out the t the hook. We got the listeners in, and they're yeah. ready to hear it. And I'm ready too. You got me hooked. You had a near death mm. experience, and you said you were about 19. So mm. let's dig into it. What happened there? Yeah. So I am, uh, this is May and I think I'm 19 or 20. Right. And I go to a house party mm. and it's, it's just, we're, we're partying mm. uh, mm -hmm. personally. Like I, I'm not ashamed to say it. I haven't smoked weed in a long time since I came to the Lord nine years ago, but mm -hmm. we were smoking and we were drinking and we were partying. Sure. And this party gets crashed. I, I mean, I go to bed probably around like one thirty in the morning and mm -hmm. I get woken up. So I'm on the third floor of this house. And one of my friends comes up and wakes me up frantically. I don't know, maybe 3 a.m., maybe 2.30. And he's like, yo, these guys crashed the party. I had two of my friends that got beat up real bad mm -hmm. um, that he is like kind of interceding for like, yo, we got to get them and get out of here or you got to come down here and try to help. It was just yeah. chaotic. So I come, I wake up and I come down and I peek outside and it's like a long, you know, like face to this, this house. And I look this like to the right and I look to the left and I just see three guys over there. And I'm like, yo, did you jump my first? Cause I was just going to, you know, I mean, I, I'm not a fighter, but I could fight, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was going to run up on somebody and just be a part of the action, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I get over there <clears throat> and a guy comes out of like, out of one of the, like the little cubbies or like little hallway looking things or whatever you want to call it. And, and literally hits me in the right side of my face. Mm. And they, these were no punks, you know, these were, they were skinheads from Norristown PA. So was, this is a bunch of white guys who jumped this party. Mm. Um, now two of my best friends, one of them was half black and half Irish. And the other one was Sicilian, but he looked like maybe he was Dominican at three in the morning. Right. So I look like the white guy hanging out with these colored cats. Yeah. But th this is, these are my, my dudes. Right. So they catch me and they did, they just start whooping on me and uh, I fought back. I think I broke one of the guy's ribs. I remember I fell into a guy and wrapped around him and was squeezing and I heard a pop. <clears throat> and so people, they, he started yelling and all of these guys, I think there was eight of them total. And like bystanders that like weren't for me either, but like eight of them mm -hmm. were putting in work on me, right? They were, and um, I slowly just just started to kind of fade. Like I mm -hmm. knew what was happening. I knew I was getting hit from my sides, behind, and my in my head, 
And uh, I knew it wasn't good, but I had never through physical trauma entered into a place where I'm like, I'm losing complete function. Right. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel like I fell into this place. Um, and then I was trying to sit up out of my body, Hmm. Hmm. but my body was there, but, but me, like who I am was coming up out of my body. Yeah. And really, I mean, this experience was something that, just at that level messed me up for a long time, like PTSD sure. from it. Um, trying to understand how to, how to understand what's really going to happen when I die. Yeah, yeah. You begin to process that, you know, like what the heck, how do you separate from your body? You know, like, what does that even look like? And, and, you know, just so you know, we believe you wholeheartedly, you know, we've gone on deep rabbit trails, you know, documentaries and you know looking it up ourselves and just you know there's so much going on out there that we've been kind of told you're not allowed to talk about that you know yeah. like you yeah. that's not christian or that's not this or that's not that and you're just like well like but does it happen <laughs> you know going back to us yeah. being millennials like wait but wait a second does it happen <laughs> and you're yeah. like, well, there's a couple stories on the internet where people have said that and you're just like, boom, where, which website? <laughs> and so we're just going deep now on, and, and, and you're finding corroboration all throughout the world. Mm. And, and it's getting to the point where, you know, we as people mm. have to make a decision on whether we believe it or not. Do we believe that there is a heaven? Do we believe it? Because these millions mm. of documented wow. cases of people are saying, I've been there, mm. you know, and then you could probably take a good chunk of that and say, uh, they're maybe lying, you know, but there's a large chunk of people that had a real live yeah. experience <laughs> and more live than they've ever had before in their whole life. And yeah, I think did that's you hear what about you're the one where the lady she was like in an emergency room and she coded and they were working on her and she like came up out of her body and above the hospital. And so when she is revived hmm. and comes back down, she's like, there's a blue shoe up on the third floor on the railing and there's a scuff on the right toe and the shoelace is under the heel, like super descriptive. That's crazy. And they're like, okay. And then one of the doctors went up and checked it out and it was true. Like in, in there, she would have had no idea that that was yeah. up there and how specific. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> I think like for me, <clears throat> what it felt like, let me just cover that real quick and then I'll try to move on um, emotionally from trying to recant this experience. Um, yes, sir. I kind of felt like I was in water, like mm -hmm. thin pressure mm -hmm. over my body and uh, I didn't see any lights. It was dark. It was eerily dark. And it was like being in a mist a little bit. And I remember mm -hmm. trying to sit back into my body, but then falling down like into the ground and being like trying to find where my body was to, to lay in my body. Cause I didn't want, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't want to come out, but that was weird. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, kind Did of you going have any from pain the, or anything while this was happening. Like, were you oh, feeling no, any no, no, pain? Was like or... Zero pain. Okay. Yeah. Zero pain. My, my brain had swelled up and was tapping the inside mm -hmm. of my skull. I mean, I, w I was swollen from the tip of my nose, which you know, I got a pretty pointy nose. So it sticks out a, a bit, right? All the way to the back of my ear. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my eye was swollen shut for, for weeks, you know, yeah. it was, it is what it is. Right. And, and it, my ribs and stuff, but like my face was jacked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But, so that feels like a mist yeah. that you're in a water. You were saying, yeah. And then, it feels like you're in water. And there's a feeling of like, what, like what, it was what, eerie. Yeah. It was eerie. It was like dead quiet. Like I didn't mm. hear anything, but, and I, and I remember like my fingers didn't feel like fingers, right? Like it, the function there didn't feel like it does here. Like when mm. I reach for my cup here, I'm in control. I can feel my cup. I know I'm thinking reach for Right. Everything just worked. We don't even think about it. I don't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We just do stuff. But mm-hmm. there, I remember it being like, I don't know, maybe if you were blindfolded, and zip tied and threw in water, you just be like, I don't, there's nothing I can do here. You kind of feel stuck. Mm-hmm. I just remember feeling stuck. And that's why I kept trying to like sit in my body because I didn't want to come all the way out of it. And I don't mm-hmm. have like a strong belief in God at this time. Like this is one of those things where I didn't grow up in the church. We went here and there and you know, so I'm like, what I'm dealing with is like, no, 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 come back in your body. This doesn't like, we don't go here. Like this doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Everything was yeah. cool five minutes ago. Now I'm like tapping into this realm that nobody really told me was there. Mm-hmm. I don't really know where to go get information on this. And so like yeah. all of that, like happened like in an instant, but more or less, I didn't want to leave my body. Like I just wanted to be like, nope, I want this level of function and in, in operation. And then it was years after that, that really the, you know, was the onset of like deep diving into and and building up the courage to be like, that was real. Now Mm -hmm. I have, I cannot not go here. I don't care what anybody says, like, this is an experience, but I was doing that in like secret space Mm -hmm. because I would try to talk about it like out loud and it just bad company or bad information you can't squeeze nothing good from something bad so a lot of it was internal but like i said once i started to get into the word and i started to understand well that's not super uncommon to have i guess these minute little experiences with the spiritual realm right Mm -hmm. or like started to get the proper context and like instead of listening to the people you know that was the development of the new age information at that time you Mm -hmm. know i started to actually get this tugging that no no it's in the word i'm pointing to my bible here so if you see me look over and point, <laughs> <laughs> my bible, uh, stays with me it's it's my side piece there you go. Stays yeah. With yeah. Me. yeah i like um, that but yeah so that that's what kind of was the biggest shock was really dealing with it after the fact mm-hmm. because like you know it, it's kind of like moments go by and then you wake up the next day you know hospital and then healing and then you know what I mean? All that stuff, but like the lingering effects of a near death encounter when it's mm-hmm. not a positive one. I've heard people talk about good ones. I'm like, cool, glad that happened for you. <laughs> it was dark and eerie for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, it's almost like scared straight, you know, like m- maybe that's what you yeah. needed to see at that moment to get you on the right track. And that's probably the biggest thing is with people who know me and grew up around me is they seen how I went from super chill laid back kind of like a pothead didn't talk too much didn't ask any questions wasn't too like ferocious about anything just kind of always always chill now to like you know aggressively putting in what i consider to be the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing type of ministry like doing you know just going all in Mm. and so i think that that is a lot of the testimony locally where people are like yeah you 
shifted some gears. Whatever happened when you got beat up, you you started to go a different direction. So mm-hmm. I think God used that, and I don't think God plans that for us. I think it's just like it says in the Word. They intended this for evil. Mm-hmm. And plus, I was making bad choices. It's not like I was protected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. But God is using that to now, I guess, give me a testimony or a story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now you have a platform. You have a platform that God has given you to to share this message and to share all of the things that you've been through. Because that's one of the things like when you when you go to church and you talk to people and they're like, what's God like? Or, or what's this church thing like or whatever. And mm-hmm. and everybody tries to start giving you the church rules, but it's like, no, no, no. The church is like just what we're doing right now, just hanging out yes. and talking, yes. you know, Thank like you. we can, <laughs> we can just talk. And, and the fact that you have to figure out where you can sit and where you can't sit and, you know, when to stand and when to sit and when to kneel and all those things, it's like, like let's have good, deep, meaningful conversations. And I'm so I'm so grateful that you're able to talk openly about your mm-hmm. your experience because you know I can tell it's a, it affects you still to this day. And but you know I I know what it's like to go through PTSD, and 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 so I know that you when you tell me that you were having a hard time, I can I can relate. I know what you're talking about because you get that trauma in your head and and then your body Mm. remembers oh yeah your body remembers that trauma and and you have these reactions that you don't even Mm. you don't even know why it's happening you know is that the kind of thing that you're experiencing is just a lot of like you know how do i deal with this information type thing yeah well i mean like the ptsd like has worn off significantly and god has really kind of surplanted some of that with drive to just want to know more about the word and, and run the race. Mm. But there, the lingering effects that I still deal with is sometimes I'll get stuck in my head about it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I'm in this box of like kind of re-experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And then like sure. the trigger points of like, well, I remember how desperate and how alone and how crazy I felt while thinking about it at this part of my life. And I'll remember decisions I made like rejecting people and kind of being a hermit. And like, it'll take me down this whole place in my own head where I'll be like, that was a chain reaction that destroyed relationships and really stole like years of my life. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that that's like kind of like the cautious area where I would tell people talk about it with other people because I Mm -hmm. didn't for so long. Like I would test the waters with it or people would hear about him. Like, yo, what happened? Like, tell, give me the inside. But it was never like, there's a difference between a Christian who's got light, who mm-hmm. has, right? They're connected. They're a branch. They have the vine. The light is in them. It is God who works in us and through us to cause his will to come about. Connecting with them is almost like therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, it's not church-like. Mm-hmm. There's no like stand up, sit down. No, you can't talk about this here. That doesn't fit in with these guys. These Right? When it's a real body thing, mm-hmm. it's it's you're being ministered to. You're like mm-hmm. kind of sharpening and sharpening. You're getting good advice. But when you don't have that, it's dangerous because you'll get stuck in those places. So sometimes I'll think about it and be like, nope, nope, nope. We're not going deep diving into that experience. I'm going to get in the word and pray. And then Mm -hmm. God will show me Mm -hmm. his extent of mercy, his extent of grace, his plan for my life that supersedes the traumas of the past. And that's really Mm -hmm. the balance mechanism. But I'm like, God, your word, it, it is all that I will be on the front line. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of this Bible. Like, mm-hmm. that's the only thing that showed me all the years I wasted in the dark by choice. Right. 
Like, like I was yeah. in the dark by choice. Yeah. Yeah, we've definitely. All been there. <laughs> yeah, we've all, we've all been there. Yep. None of us are exempt, you know. Yeah. And the glory yeah. is we come out of that. He snatches us out. Yes. Mm. He leaves the ninety nine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Do you? So do you <laughs> so feel cool. like when you were, were you like watching yourself, or was it more just the the feeling of like? I mean, I imagine like if I drop the lid of my Dr Pepper bottle. And mm. it's dark and I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, I, and I'm frantically like looking for a bottle cap. Like it doesn't mm. even matter. Like you're trying to find your body. Like what, how, I can't imagine how terrifying that would have been. Well, the only thing I can compare it to is when I was seven, I had an out of body experience where I was far away from my body, watching my body. And that mm. was different than this. Mm-hmm. This was like, I, I was trying to be in my body. It's almost like, just use your imagination with me. You hold your hand up. And for some reason, if like the true essence of your hand was out of your hand, right. And you seen it, but you were trying to get it to fit back in there, but it was just all over. You'd be like, mm. <laughs> well, I can't trippy. use this thing until me is in there. Right. So yeah. I, it was, this was a close contact thing where I wasn't mm. far away from my body. I didn't travel. I don't remember my, my thighs and my knees leaving my body. Mm-hmm. This is like my torso up. Like, I, cause I wanted to sit up and be like, I want to defend myself. Like, you know, I, this circle of people are around me and now I'm laying on the pavement. I wanted to get up and roll and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. But as I tried to get up, I realized that what I was feeling wasn't right. I couldn't function like the way I thought I could. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized my body was below me. I, I didn't look at my entire body. It was just a feeling like you just, you just know when you know, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was just, I was coming out of my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, it was all right here, like in my bubble. It wasn't because I still wrestle with what happened with that whole distance thing or whatever. Because mm-hmm. when I was seven, I'm up in the corner of the room and I'm engulfed in light and I'm watching the younger version of me playing with a little Batman toy. Mm-hmm. I still don't know completely what to do with that. But yeah. that that mm-hmm. was different. The feeling was different. That was warm and comfortable. And it, it was it wasn't eerie like this mm-hmm. this near death encounter was. Mm. This was like, this was dark. Yeah. It makes me think of the, it was a story of a guy that was skiing and he was in an avalanche. And when you're, when you're buried in snow and you're tumbled and like, you know, you don't know which way is up, which way is down. You have no idea. It's dark. There's, you know, I imagine it probably felt something like that, but I just, that would be, that would be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, It's wild. I don't recommend anybody volunteers to try. (laughs) (laughs) It is crazy yeah. though because I I want I always wonder like what percentage of people in the church are really afraid to die you know like everybody's mm. like oh no I know where I'm going and I'm not afraid to die and but nobody talks about it like I I have a little bit of fear of like what you know what it's going to be like because yeah we have a guidebook yeah. of the Bible that says you know absent with the body present with the Lord so we mm. we know where we're going. But like, there's no, I'm a, I'm a, you know, rule follower. I'm like a, I gotta have an outline, you know, there's no A, B, C, D to go down here and turn this way. And, you know, you just don't get that. So just that in and of itself gives me a little anxiety about it. Not because I doubt where I'm going, but it's the journey of getting there, I guess. If we're Mm -hmm. real with ourselves, we'll agree with what you just said, Kristen. If everybody Mm -hmm. was real with themselves. I mean, it's not like fear, like hellfire fear, but it's Mm -hmm. unknown. This is unchecked, unchecked chartered untapped right mm-hmm. so if people are real with themselves even if your faith is really high there's still the anticipation of 
Mm-hmm. Not that it's fear-driven anticipation, but it's still it's like this is this is unknown. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's not like, oh, well, let's just cancel the road trip and turn around. Like when you're mm-hmm. on when you're going, when God calls you, whatever that process looks like, it should open people's eyes. I it, yeah. I think people that have an interest because God put the interest on their heart to have a podcast, like what you're doing to broadcast these kind of messages to help people that are suffering from PTSD with similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, however, God is going to use this message to go out and reach people, but there's people listening mm. that have experienced very similar things. Right. And you may need to hear somebody else say, it's okay to talk about that. Yeah. Right. Right. Or I believe you like, yeah. Like that goes yeah. a long way, especially yeah. in this community, you know, where nobody really knows what to believe. You know, when when uh-huh. you stake your when you stake your claim on Jesus, then you you say you're saying to everybody around you, I've done my research. I've come to the conclusion. It's it's almost like the book of Ecclesiastes, you know, like been there, done that, tried it all in the end. Jesus you know, mm-hmm. and, he, and he obviously he doesn't say Dope. Jesus, but he, he basically says, shirt. I probably should. Yeah, you should. Let me get yeah. one of those. One okay. X two. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we have to just realize that it's almost like when I tell my kids, you know, just listen to me, promise, I promise, just don't do that. I've already done it. I've done it a lot, actually. Just don't do it. And they're just like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to do it anyway. That's how we are to God. You know, he, we don't want to do it. But when we get older and then we were, you know, talking to our parents and we're like, yeah, you, you were, were right. So right. Yeah, you yeah. were so right. I should have listened yeah. to you. You know, mm-hmm. that's what the book of Ecclesiastes is, is doing for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you got this guy that's like, hey, listen, um, <laughs> I've had all the money in the world doesn't matter i've had all the women in the world it doesn't matter i've had all of the goods i've had houses i've had the boats i've had the bentleys i've had mm-hmm. like i've had all of it none of them i've i've been jay-z i've been you know eminem i've been bigger than all those guys like there's mm-hmm. nothing that this guy didn't have or didn't do and he says at the end it's all like chasing smoke yeah like it's just like chasing smoke and and hmm. once you get that in your mind you don't have to you don't have to do those things anymore. You know, yeah, you don't yeah. have to find out on your own anymore. Like I yeah. try to tell my children, you don't have to find out. I, I have the answer, uh, <laughs> but we don't listen. You know, we just bang our heads yeah. against the wall and try to run down all of these paths like yeah. squirrel. Look at that. And it's like, no, dude, don't. And do it does that. give us a testimony, right? Mm-hmm. It, like it does give mm-hmm. us a testimony. And mm-hmm. I think that God, wants to partner with us more than we like i don't think we realize how much god loves us Mm. because we don't really Mm -hmm. see ourselves that way right like we haven't been loved that way by somebody else so we think oh okay the way i have reciprocated these relationships the way i have you know acted with people is the measure of the way that i feel they view me right Mm -hmm. so like it's like Mm -hmm. a little back and forth Mm. you know what i mean but if we start to tap into how god sees us and loves us then we become broken and contrite because we realize it's all vanity. It's mm-hmm. all vanity. So good. If I have yeah. little or if I have much, if I'm like it says in the word, God, don't give me so little that I have to steal and be ignorant, you know, a bad reputation to your name, but don't give mm-hmm. me so much that I drift away from you and forget who you are. Mm-hmm. Give, give me the perfect balance. Right. 
And so God disciplines those who he loves. And it's the same, like you were saying, because I have, I have teenagers. My youngest is going to be seven soon. Right. <clears throat> and I look at it and go, sometimes we watch from a distance, equipping them with just enough, like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be right up on you. Like every single time being like, no, you know what I mean? You know, what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now figure it out. But I'm your advocate. I love mm-hmm. you terribly. And I will mm-hmm. come running if you scream for me. Yep. Like I'm there, but I'm like, I'm not babysitting you. Yeah. And, and a lot of the times we find ourselves like that, but church culture doesn't know what to do with that. No. Right. Oh Absolutely no. Not. The only person who gets the mic there is the good little boy who's been going his whole entire life. He's got the button down shirt on, his hair's <laughs> parted to the side. He does he doesn't got tattoos or, you know, scars or nothing. Like it's like, no, but but that's not the body. Yeah. This is the body. That's all. And I'm one, not saying that they don't belong. Sure. Like, they have a place too, but like we have a place too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're the ones who have been like kicked out. So sorry, I don't mean to be rambling at this point. No, <laughs> no I love buddy. it. This is the rambling podcast, but no. I, used to, I used to have so much anxiety about wearing ripped jeans to church. Like I would not wear mm. them. I'm just like, no, I can't. Like, uh, yeah. And now I'm just like, oh, I don't care. I'm gonna. I used to go anyway. to churches and put on a hat just to see, just to see what they say. Mm-hmm. I wear a fit. Yeah. And if they stop me at the door and say, "Take off your hat," I say, "Oh, we're dealing with that type of spirit." Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I used yeah. to. Yeah, I used to check. When them I out. lived in in Texas for a while, that uh, I would go to church and they would be wearing like like prom dresses, like super oh, wow. nice dresses, like three piece suits for the guys. Like it was insane to me, and I'm like, "What are we doing?" Like. I don't even have a dress that's nice enough to go here. <laughs> Sorry, I'll sit in the lobby. Yeah. You're just like, I feel underdressed a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I've never really cared about that type of stuff. And it's always weirded me out. You know, you show up and, but that's my rebellion. You know, well, that's you're a me. rule breaker and I'm a rule yeah. follower. So that's, yeah. that's, that's we why. have a good balance because of this, you know, <laughs> I'll kick in every door and she's going around closing them all like, nope, that's yeah. supposed to be closed. Nope. I'm that's like, closing the lines, closing the doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't him. It's yeah. fine. Human wrecking that's awesome. ball. But yeah, man, yeah, we I, we go to church and we enjoy going to church, right. but we, we go to church with the mindset that that we're there to be a part of the body, the body of yeah. believers, and that we're there to connect with people of like mind, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we had uh, JT follows JC on, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but he, or mm-hmm. TikTok, but he, uh, he was on last week and he said, basically something along the lines of it it doesn't really matter if you're going to the church or not going to the church where the body, you know, like, and, and we, we are on this internet connecting as the body, we go to church, but that's the believers going to the church, you know, the believe it doesn't matter. I mean, the, I liked what he said, because he said the, the non-believers can come if they want to, but we're not seeker friendly. Like that whole thing needs to go away. Because Jesus wasn't seeker friendly. He was like, if you wanted to follow him, great. But if you didn't, he'd be like, all right, see you later. We're going this way, you know, and (laughs) we've gotten so we've gotten so Hmm. caught up in trying to make church fit non-believers that we forget that there's believers that need to be ministered to. There's, there's this type of conversations that we need to have where we actually sit down and be like, Hey guys, why are we doing this? Or like mm-hmm. get up in front of people and go, what do you think is going to happen when you die? And yeah. everybody would be like, well, I'm going to go to heaven. It's like, yeah. well, 
but what do you think is going to actually happen? Like, yeah, what does little that babies look like? with wings are going to come with bone arrows right. and glide. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. I don't even know what I would say. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. I've never thought of that before. You know, yeah. I don't. I just don't think people talk about the weird parts of Christianity that make them uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's what and, makes it, all of this so fascinating. The near death yeah. experiences. I didn't mean mm-hmm. to cut you off, but no, you're uh, totally flowing. The, the near death experiences are catching people's attention because we have had this question for so long, you know, and I don't know if yeah. you've heard of Lee Strobel, the, the case for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's on he, my he show, wrote actually. That, yeah. He wrote mm-hmm. that book and it's basically, you know, outlining mm-hmm. how he, he came <clears throat> to the point where he was like, okay, I have to just believe because I've tried to disprove it for so long and I just, I can't. Well, he actually just came out with a documentary about yeah, near death yeah. experiences and we oh. were watching it the other day. And the we case like, for heaven, I think, is what it's. What I think it's called the case called. for heaven. Oh wow! Okay, I hadn't heard of it, but we we I found it. Yeah, on Amazon Prime. I think it was on there. Okay, Amazon it's, Prime. It's very Check interesting. Send me a link. Just yeah. Just yeah. Make sure I get that one we'll, right. We'll still... put it in the in the description. In the okay, so sure. that you, so that everybody out there very can grab that. Awesome. Yeah, he he does another great job hmm. of going through a lot of these questions and going through a lot of how other cultures think about it and all of those different things. It, mm-hmm. And then he gives a lot of stories that he's gotten over time, mm. uh, all of those things. So, yeah, if you guys haven't seen that, it's really cool. Um, like I said, we'll put it in the description, but I want to get back to you. Um, wh- what do you got going on on the podcast these days? Are you just moving and shaking like a crazy man? <laughs> <laughs> kind of i guess i don't know i always tell people i don't know if i'm going to be doing this in six months from now i don't know i know yeah. that. I, that's kind of how we've been we're like yeah oh. it's it's um it's crazier now than ever i'll say mm-hmm. that in a good way mm-hmm. in a good way that's um this is season four for the millennium mustard seed and i don't know like just a lot of stuff that like I, I'd had the feeling like, okay, this is going to grow. And uh, like, there were certain things God was telling me. I'm like, I can't tell anybody else this. They're going to think I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. Like even when I started the show, the first podcast years and years and years ago, I told people I'm going to get into different countries. People are going to listen to me and I'm going to talk with famous people. They're like, mm-hmm. you're so stupid, dude. Like just <laughs> get your life right, right now. Like you're not doing that right. Like you're so wrong, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, all right, I'm going to start keeping stuff to myself. I'm like, God, yeah. some stuff is not meant for everybody. Yeah. Um, but the season that's coming, the way that I've been putting it in generic across the board, and this is for, this is the glory because the word says when one of us are glorified, all of us are glorified. When mm-hmm. one of us are injured, all of us are dealing with that injury because we are a body. Mm-hmm. We are a living body, diverse gifts of this God we wish to worship at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm superlative right but god is going to start to take people where other people are going to say how did they get in what's Mm. their qualification Mm. they don't look the part Mm -hmm. he's going to start to take those people and strategically set them up and crumble things that look like they're big and have power like Mm. podcasters are getting more views and and whatever you want to call it than your local news anchors Right. You told somebody that 10 totally. years ago, you'd be like, yo, you crazy. Now it's like, 
Yeah, we're we're right there. Or they would have said, "What's right. a podcast?" Or was oh, a that podcast. was me. I'm, he he's listened to podcasts forever, and I'm like, "How do you even find these?" Like, I'm yeah. thinking you have to go to a website, and he's like, "Well, it's just an app on your phone. Like, you have That's, an iPhone. It's yeah. right here." And I'm like, "Oh, That's look crazy. at that!" Yeah, time's cool. flies. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm like, "What is going?" I'm I'm like, I'm a podcaster. Like, what am I doing? I'm like, like, this is working. What happened? It's yeah, it's fun because but... like we'll just send out messages to people. You mm-hmm. know, like. I, you know, we listen to your show. We love it. We want to have you on the, on the show. If you want to come on and it's, it's all whoever God wants to put on our show is kind of where That's we're cool going. That you say it. that. It's like, you know, we're Rick, Rick tends to be a little bit more like, uh, controlling of, you know, he wants to control the show and the circumstance, not in a bad way, but just everything has to be perfect. And, you know, yeah. he's very, he wants everything yeah. to be polished and great and dedicated. He has right. a vision and he's trying and to get I'm close like, okay, to what he's seeing. Yeah. Let's My remember man. that you're not driving the bus here. You're, yeah. you're, you know, you're a passenger and we're going where God yeah. wants us to go. And it's I, I, I think so cool. that's how we balance each other out too. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, I've been doing like symposiums. I've been like working yeah. with other people. There's other, there's a, a whole bunch of other shows at this point mm-hmm. that are all reaching out. And I'm like, I have ideas. I'm like, yep, I knew that was going to happen. So there's stuff going on behind the scenes where I'm like, we're going to crush the industry for God's glory. Mm-hmm. Like awesome. They they don't know what's coming. I'm, I'll leave a lot of it for suspense for the listeners, but as you should. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's That's cool. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm excited to see what's going to go, man. Cause I know. we get to a place where I was telling Kristen, it, people don't care about, um, the media anymore they they know that they're lying now you know people don't care about the tv shows much anymore you know because they're like eh, they're lying or or if we watch tv shows a lot of times we're doing research you know so we're watching documentaries and we're watching you know and so it's we're getting to the point now where people are wanting this content this specific content that we're doing now and Absolutely. it's and it's it's blowing our minds because Mm -hmm. nobody's wanted to talk about this stuff for a very long time like this has all been off limits but now it's almost like the floodgates have opened and nothing is off limits anymore sometimes that's a bad thing but uh for us can i get really fringy for one second with you guys can i get really conspiratorial here bro for those who hung along to this point Mm. juice now here it comes getting real so i was looking at the reality that the religious spirits, right, that are in place that have been guiding the church at large, uh, not the church that we belong to, but like, mm-hmm. right. I have a feeling that these spirits are okay with certain time slots for corporate gathering for prayer, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at Wednesdays and Sundays and I'm going, why that, like, why is that it? Right. I read the mm-hmm. book of Acts is different. Like right? mm-hmm. they're just gathered, they're, they're together. They're like not never even apart. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. what's been going on in my private life? Like there's people that, that minister that live multiple different, there's so much going on right now. Let me just pinpoint it down. There, there's one ministry in particular that's seven hours away from me that travels here once a month for home prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and we mm-hmm. got people coming from New York, from Virginia, from just all over the place. And we're, we're stuff is happening mm-hmm. and I'm going, we're not meeting on Sunday or Wednesday. Mm. So I started to think about this and I'm going, are the religious spirits uh, okay with certain time slots for Mm -hmm. various reasons, frequency, Mm. 
time mm-hmm. of the day, time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Are they okay with the corporate gathering? Because prayer is not even emphasized. Because if it was, prayer tells us first bind the strong man and then plunder his house. Right. Mm-hmm. When's the last right. time you heard your pastor talk about that at the pulpit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe five minutes of prayer at your Sunday service, right? And I'm not mm-hmm. squashing them. Listen, we don't forsake the gathering. Mm-hmm. But, but right, they right. talk about that as if the only gathering... Mm-hmm. And the only little box that gets checked is on Wednesdays and Sundays. And I, and we started mm. going, no, 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 we're, we're going to do everything. But like Wednesday and Sunday is going to be my veg day where I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. like Wednesday evenings. I'm like, nope, I'm going to not do that at all. But Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, mm-hmm. Saturdays, mm-hmm. we're going to wreck it. And we started to actually see. So a little it bit makes you wonder though, because well, if yeah, you think good. about, you know, he- heaven, spiritual realm, all that stuff is so much more organized than people think, you know, it's not just angels just fluttering around like, what? Oh, oh, hi, how are you? You know, mm-hmm. like it's very, you know, they yeah. have courtrooms, they have rules, yeah. they have, yes. you know, so it makes you wonder if it's like the spirits go to God and say, hey, can we allow this? And he's like, okay, fine. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it could be that those times are. The most or... resistance can be in the airways on those mm-hmm. times. Yeah. And those mm-hmm. religious lowercase g gods that are over these regions that are oversight and overseeing all of this stuff in the spirit can be going, oh, yeah, we're anticipating. Because the right. one or two of right. them who really got the heart for God, they're they're not actually connecting. They're not sharpening. They're not actually like growing stronger, right? Mm-hmm. So we're just mm-hmm. going to set up um, all of these... <laughs> you know, um, attacks on these Wednesdays right. and Sundays. Right. And so mm-hmm. I would challenge the it's, listeners. I, that's really interesting. Cause I feel like yeah, on, is. like on Sunday, like we fight on Sunday mornings, yeah. <laughs> like we'd be fighting <laughs> just about that's you super know, a normal. lot of weeks, like, <laughs> it is. or I'm, or I'm like, you know, throwing around yeah. clothes, like I hate all of my clothes, you know, it's yeah. just, it, and it, I, there's a certain sense of anxiety. I feel like on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think these there's stuff going on in the spirit that we don't quite know about. Yeah. So I think you're on to something. Yeah. Yeah. And just the way that, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta get up in the morning and you gotta do this and you gotta get your kids ready and you gotta do this. And then you gotta go to church and then you have a fight on the way to church. And then you have to walk in the front door and be ready to be a nice, cleaned you, up. You gotta feel Christian. like you gotta smile. Like, oh, yeah. everything's going well. And it's like, no, it's not. You're like, well, Something's I don't like wrong. her right now. I'll tell I don't, you that. Yeah, I don't have a good <laughs> yeah. poker face. Something's I'm like, wrong here. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, there's so much more than that, you guys. Oh, there's that's so interesting. much more. Oh, man. I love we're, it. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna get some more breakthrough. So, I love Next that. Next time man. we talk. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Well, we won't. We don't keep you too long. We know you yeah. have other obligations, and man, we've just really enjoyed this conversation. And I know that uh, we are definitely going to have you back on if you're yeah, willing, for sure. Because I just can't stop getting fringy. I'll tell you the and truth. You guys got to check out his podcast. He's got lots of lots of good stuff on. There. Yeah, promote your podcast. You're really real you're really doing God's work. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Anywhere that podcast can be found, it's the Millennial Mustard Seed. It's a mouthful, but just when you type it in, it works. Um, yeah, it's. I'm gonna put some stuff in the show notes, and I would like to air this on my podcast as well. So if you guys want to send me the audio oh, for this, that would be super cool to put it yeah. up for my listeners because I get a lot of people say, "Tell us more, tell us more of like my personal testimony." Uh-huh. Because the show is kind of based around I'm capturing the journey of listening to other people's stories. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. But I'm there is something there with- powerful in your story. Thank you. I appreciate that. I keep yeah. hearing that. I believe it is. It's just weird that I don't go like, that's not my, 
go to like it's so weird people will be telling their stories and then something will charge up inside of me where i'm like ah like uh, like i probably cut people off way more than i should it's not professional but it's like out of excitement <laughs> it's like oh no yeah there's something here that connects to this or this is like you just want to dive in and be like that makes me feel alive so yeah um, that, that's kind of what the show's about really it's like just it we want to do everything the church wouldn't let you do in that corporate setting. Mm -hmm. We want to go those places. We want to expose the darkness. Your story is important. Every one of our stories is important. And in going and exposing the darkness and diving into the word, I believe we're actually going to strategically understand how the enemy has been set up and operating against us mm -hmm. and the power of our testimonies alone. Right. So, so yes. Revelation says we overcome by the blood of the lamb. And mm -hmm. our testimonies. So if you've dealt with the SRA stuff, if you guys have dealt with PTSD, if you mm -hmm. guys have dealt with just rejection overall, I mean, come on, who hasn't been heartbroken? Mm -hmm. Who hasn't had something happen in this life? You, this, we're all included in this. Now, the level yep. of extreme is going to be different how it's handled and mm -hmm. um, how, you know, how we, we kind of enter into that. But the fact of the matter is, is the devil's an enemy. He's a mm -hmm. liar. He's a thief. And he's been. So he never getting, sleeps. He never eats. He's he's at your yeah, door all if you're the time. Pocket picked by him. Mm -hmm. God's got you. You just gotta yep. call on his name. And and on the show, we just kind of wing it. It's like yeah. I, I love not knowing what's gonna be asked. I love like the real reactions. Like mm -hmm. yeah, so it's so cool. You guys didn't send me like questions out because I I just wait. <laughs> I just watch with people. I'm like, I wonder how this is gonna work. You yeah. guys are totally cool. You just show up. It's like, hey, what's going on? Let's do this. Let's dive let's, in. And that's, I like that go. too. I know. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> We're yeah, not I'm driving all about the conversation. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I found you can't, succeed, yeah. you can't be authentic if you're not having a real conversation, yeah. you know, and yeah. if you're not looking each other in the eyes yeah. and you're not, and you're not being real. And that's what we have to be. If we're going to talk mm -hmm. about the most real thing in the world. Mm. Um, and reach people you never know attention. what part of what part of your story or your story is going to mm. touch somebody and change their life i mean it, mm. it can be something like a pod podcast that changes somebody's life mm. so which i would thank you how long have you guys been podcasting like, like where were you guys Just at? since january I since think? January? okay yeah not yep. too long i would say literally for me it was like years and i never heard back from anybody mm. yeah. it's like that's not everybody's story but there is somebody yeah. listening Mm -hmm. yep. yep. I guarantee you, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I would love to join you guys again for, for conversation. There's some round yeah. table stuff that I'll have coming up. We're going to be getting some people together and just, um, kind of hashing out some ideas and kind of floating around in, in, in these conversations in the weird space mm -hmm. and testimonial space and stuff like that. And, and this is the church you guys as listeners should want to create with yep. your friends, like cre recreate this conversation. You guys, mm -hmm. like you, you don't, it's cool that we're podcasters. It's cool that you guys can listen to this message and stuff like that. And please share it, like subscribe to mm -hmm. that's so fringy. Do that same thing with my show that that helps us grow. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we spend time editing, reaching out to people, setting appointments. I mean, literally, you know, I got a six hour time difference in 25 minutes. Like mm -hmm. that stuff is, it takes work. Yep. And then the editing and then the promoting it and then praying over it and being like, let one more person, God, let this read somebody. Yep. So you guys mm. can help us by leaving us that five-star rating and review and sharing it, but mm. recreate these conversations. Yep. Yep. That's, that's our, that's our part. Yeah. That's definitely our part. We actually just started a, on Saturdays. We have a bunch of, you know, cause we have teenage boys. And so we have a <laughs> bunch of kids over in the backyard around the fire. <laughs> Yeah, we call yeah. it Fireside Jesus, and we just nice. we just talk like it's That's nothing. Dope. We'll do a little Bible trivia or yeah. you know something, but just talk. Just yeah, 
open up the lines of communication. Yeah. All right. We know you're on a time crunch. Yes. We are so thankful, man. And uh, we're going to send you everything that you need to get this out on your end. And uh, we'll be, we'll be in contact. Awesome. You guys are great. Keep up the good work. Yes. Thank you you, too. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. See you on the next. Bye. Bye. It's all right. It's perfect. Yep.